everyone, and welcome to episode 416 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Seth Red Olive, and we have the full crew here this week kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. Good morning, Richard. How are you today? Good morning, Seth. Doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing super well. I got to go to SCG Con New Jersey this weekend and play a bunch of Commander and beat a bunch of cool people. So I had a I had a wonderful weekend and I'm excited to talk about magic because we have some cool things to talk about. But before we get into that, we got another co-host in Crib. Crib, how are you this morning? <laughs> Good morning. Uh I've uh I had a had a lot of fun this morning. So uh I'm pretty excited to just get into like a lot of the magic. There. I will say, so we were setting up the podcast. We we yeah, fired up yeah. the call. Krim had to like walk away for a minute and we had a bit of a hot mic situation. And we just heard you say like, I hope he doesn't poop everywhere or something oh, like that. Uh, <laughs> like, what is going on in Krim's life? <laughs> that that is that is it's not me speaking in the third person. Uh it is is mostly my dog. Um he's He's got he's got a little bit of a he ate something. Let's go with that. He ate something. So I, we're we're making sure that he's okay, and that's a, mostly it. It's not me, I swear, or maybe oh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, our plan for today: we got some good topics. We got a bunch of new Phyrexia cards that have come out. A bunch of Planeswalkers, even though. Full preview season doesn't kick off till tomorrow. We got like seven, I think, Planeswalkers that we can talk about today. So we're going to talk about those. We have Mark Rosewater's teaser about Phyrexia that maybe we'll get into. Wizards addressed some of the leaks that came out. Uh, I wanted to briefly mention the D&D open gaming license. There's an update on that because we talked about it last week. And then, of course, answer some fish mail questions. So that's the plan for today. But before we get into it, a reminder that today's show has been brought to you by Card Conduit. And Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards if you're tired of all the hassles that go into buy listing your cards well card conduit lets you skip them you don't got to do all the time and work and typing with their curated service you can send in as many cards as you want with a buy list value of a dollar or more and pay just a five percent service fee and if you want to put in some effort on your end you can use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards ahead of time and pay just a two percent fee and no matter which one you choose you're going to get a detailed report with their results in a fast payment once your order is processed and right now, you can even get another 10% off by heading over to cardconduit.com slash mtgoldfish. Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. So thank you to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And let's talk some magic, and let's start with the big news, which is we're entering Phyrexia All Will Be One spoiler season. Uh, we did get a bunch of leaks of rares of the set, but we also have a bunch of official spoilers of the Planeswalkers from the set. We know there's 10 Planeswalkers in the set. I think Koth we got a long time ago and already talked about. Then there's seven more, so I think we have eight of the 10 so far. So let's talk about some of these Planeswalkers. Richard, why don't you guide us through some spoilers? All right, so all our previews are up at mtgpreviews.com. We got seven Planeswalkers to talk about today. Uh, some completed, some are not. Uh, so we're going to start off with Crim's uh, buddy, completed. Kaido. Kaido, <laughs> Dancing Shadow. It's Demir Crim. Two blue and a black. Uh, he, he, he is normal. He is not completed. Uh, when one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, you may return one of them to its owner's hand. If you do, you may activate loyalty abilities of Kaito twice this turn rather than once. Uh, plus one. Up to one target creature can't attack or block until your next turn. Zero. Draw a card. Minus two. Create a two. Two. Call this drone artifact creature token with death touch. And when this creature leaves a battlefield, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. It is th this card's cool, right? Oh, it's cool. This card, this might be one of my favorite Planeswalker designs out of the Planeswalkers we're going to talk about today. Is it good, though, is my question. My, my skepticism, there's two reasons I'm a little skeptical. Uh, so fun, yes, no doubt about it. I'm going to jam it into Panharmonic on deck. It's going to be really sweet. But as far as being good, three loyalty for four mana? not a huge amount and the other thing that makes me a little bit questionable is we already got three mana kaido in standard and i think that card's like super strong and it's kind of fringe like three mana kaido isn't a legit staple if three mana kaido is not a staple can four mana kaido that does a lot of similar ish things actually make it in standard what do you what do you think Grim? is this a fun card or like a a top tier competitive card for 60 card formats 
Okay, I I do think it is a fun card, which is unfortunate because I really like how they designed it, and I'm happy Kaido is not completed. But it is a fun card for right now because I don't see any blue black ninjutsu deck still. Um, I still don't Sadly. see like yeah, like I'm still waiting for open palm or biting palm ninja to take off. <laughs> uh, but like if there is a blue black tempo deck or aggro deck, there this has got to be somewhere there, right? Maybe. I mean, well, three, it would have to be, like, it wouldn't be in four ofs. I think this is really just a medium card in 60-card formats right now. I mean, if you can hit with, like, a one-mana flyer, it works with a lot of ninjutsu stuff. Like, if you think about it, it's static is kind of like ninjutsu, the Planeswalker version, and you get two activations. But, like, hit with a one-mana flyer, draw two cards with a zero, that's not, that's not horrible. Like, if you can do that a couple of times before it dies, maybe it's worth it just for the card advantage. I, what do you think, Richard? What if you plus one twice? <laughs> I know we're all about drawing cards, but what if you just kind of lock down your opponent's board by, you know, pseudo-pacifism, hit him, pacifism again? I, do we have I, a hasty flyer one drop? If, if, if you can... No. Your what a two turn. drop. Anything? Like most things in standard, you don't want to be bouncing, I, I don't think. Or things that you want to be bouncing can't get in for damage. So Yeah, that's that's kind of the challenge. I was looking at stuff that I wanted to bounce, and it's like, oh, my Blood Tithe Harvester, or my Lauren, or like my Urtai. But it's like, how do you get in with those cards. How are you consistently getting in the damage? And the stuff that you can get in damage with, you can play cheap flyers. Some of the ninjas, we have some evasive like thousand year shadow or whatever. I guess that's fine. You can recast it for one mana and activate the abilities a couple of times. Eh, maybe. I mean, I mean, like I think the ideal world, okay, you, you, you play, you have a graveyard trespasser. It has menace. <laughs> you plus one, one of your opponent's creatures. <laughs> <laughs> then you can get in, but then you just bounce the three drop. Uh, so hmm, I don't know what you do with uh, him. It's four mana there's, too. There's still just nothing good to do. Like there's if there were like a tempo deck that was like legit. I mean, like mono blue doesn't want to bounce their stuff back. Yeah, Phoenix right. check, Phoenix check. One oh, mana oh. flying haste. There we go. We broke it. You got to go Grixis, but there it is, Richard. Grixis. We found your your one Grixis mana flyer. Grixis chicken nugget. You got it. <laughs> Grixis nuggets, and you pray that the, the, I. That's just not enough, right? Like we agree that that's not actually no, enough. No, I. Do I don't. <laughs> I mean, the dream is you I, have I like a, it's uh, ice paint quaddle. Baleful Strikes, where you're like, play my Baleful Strikes, draw a card, attack with it, uh, pick it up with Kaido, draw two cards, replay Baleful Strikes, draw a card. Like, you can see how you could have this grindy value engine. I just don't know if we have the pieces for it in standard in four mana three loyalty. Like, I don't know. You're going to play that in Legacy? You're going to play that in Modern? Like, the problem is you go through all these hoops, you draw like three, four cards. Like, that's not even worth Kaido, right? Like, uh, you know, four mana, draw three or something. It's like, it's not doing it, right? It needs to actually apply a lot of pressure. So, yeah, I, I don't... Is, like, is, especially with children in the format, like, do you want to be trying to set this thing up and, like, you're just dying the oh whole my time God. because yeah. you can't get rid <laughs> of children because your plus one is a pacifism? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? What What about Commander? Is this designed for Commander where you, like, can actually just play this and draw two cards and pick up your Maldrifter, pick up whatever your ETB thing is, and then, like, sure, it'll probably die, but you already drew, like, two and a half or three cards out of it and you get the upside that maybe it sticks is is there any world that you could play in a blink deck or a panharmonicon deck or tempo no just not what about your fairies or rogues crim this this could be a fairies card or rogues card any any chance it shows up there i that's actually the one i okay the colors that it has i do actually kind of like it in a tempo deck in commander the the thing here is it is it does also kind of protect itself, right? I mean, the plus I, one can, can plus the plus one, one can protect from anything, yeah. but that's probably not going to save you in commander. Yeah. It's also four loyalty. It is four loyalty. It's it's a little rough, yeah. <laughs> but in blue and black, the colors that you, you've got here, you are playing a bunch of little combat tricks and stuff like that, and really cheap creatures. So just like. Uh, one mana, one ones that are unblockable uh, and stuff like that. So you can probably get some sweet value, but it seems like this card will still die pretty quick, actually, in Planeswalkers. I I, I would play him in my Kaido theme deck, <laughs> and that and that's 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 about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna Maybe try. He is using the drones. 
you got to use the drones <sighs> to some effect here. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you somehow make a lot of drones and wrath the board or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, but that's yeah. still not enough value. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's got it's got to be really good to stick around in commander. All right, I want uh, I'm going to try in in Yarok in commander. I don't know if it'll actually make the cut, but I'm going to try and just see how it feels. But before we go to another card, I want I want our uh, our tier list grade, but for standard. Same same format we use on the Commander Clash podcast <laughs> from D to S. Where what would you give this for standard as a planeswalker? D Oh, C. And, that, and I, when you play it, it better be some ninja deck or something like built around Kaido. <laughs> I I think I'm with Krim at a C. I don't think it's a full-on D, but I, I think average in a very specific deck, maybe. Yeah, it's not you, unplayable. It's just... It's, oh, it's pretty unplayable. No, wouldn't you just replace it with literally any other standard playable card? Like three-mana Kaido that does the same things, but costs <laughs> less mana and has more loyalty. And phases out. Kaido's darn Do we good, have Harmonize as standard? I would play Harmonize. I think it's but like... What, it, what about Super Friends? Urza assembles the Titans, mm-hmm. and where mm-hmm. right now I realize this, there is actually a very... There's a just a huge hole in like com- like planeswalker cards in standard uh that are under five mana everything's at like five like you know with teferi all this other stuff so if i wanted to go esper like super friends urza assembles the titans i think this card has a home in a super friends deck because you poop out a lot of little tokens that you, I don't know why so you, you can bounce, bounce them back to head. head. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe it doesn't have anywhere to go. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Krim says there's a there's a there's a hole for planeswalkers in standard, but uh, Phyrexia has fixed this. Uh, so the the second of our seven planeswalkers today yeah, is yeah. Luca, bound to ruin, two red Phyrexian red green. And then green. So either uh, four CMC or, or sorry, four mana value or five mana value. And remember, so the, the Phyrexian symbol completed means you can pay uh, two life or that symbol. But if you pay two life, your Planeswalker starts with two less loyalty. Uh, so Lucas, five starting loyalty plus one. Add red green. Uh, so two mana. Uh, spend that color or spend that mana to cast creature spells or activate abilities of creatures. Minus one, create a 3-3 green Phyrexian Beast creature token with Toxic 1. Minus four, Luka deals X damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers where X is the greatest power among creatures you control as you activated this ability. So you could ultimate as soon as he comes down. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes. Wow. And, and you can't, you can't like ninja removal in response or something too. It, it's going to do... Uh, what you think? Toxic? Did we get confirmation what toxic actually is? It's just poison. Toxic. Right? It's, it's, it's just yeah, poisonous. Poison, right? So yeah, you get you get one poison counter along with it being a normal creature essentially. Wait, so but it's it's not. Poison? It's not infect. It's poison, a, it's poison a, gives you infect, right? So infect no, no, gives you infect poison. Gives you poison. Infect yeah. gives you poison. Poison. <laughs> why is it not called poison one? Why is it toxic so, one? What's so the difference? Apparently, in this, we got to wait on confirmation. Uh, the the rumor is that toxic doesn't stack. So if you give a creature multiple instances of stop toxic, it's still just one poison counter. When poison did stack, uh, whether or not uh, that's actually true, <laughs> uh, we'll see once we get the full rules. But okay. it's very similar to poison. As far as Luca. I've changed my opinion on this card. When I first saw this card, my initial gut reaction was, this isn't very good. But the more I've thought about this card, I actually think Luca might be pretty good for a couple of reasons. One is, it's essentially Garrick, Wildspeaker. Like, plus one, make mana. Garrick untaps two lands. Negative one, make a three, three beast. Garrick makes a beast. Ultimate, probably better on Garrick, but Garrick's still not a bad card. Like, that's that's a good combination of abilities. And then I started thinking about, where does this card go in standard? And it works really well with Titan of Industry. And also, to a lesser extent, Cityscape Leveler. Just the the way this works out. Let's say you complete this for four mana. The next turn, land drop, plus one, two mana, Titan of Industry, gotcha. And we already have shells that want this, like Chaotic Transformation. 
This makes the yep. beast token that you can chaotically transform into Titan of Industry. If you draw your Titan of Industry, this ramps you into it naturally. Or maybe the Invoke Justice Reanimator decks where you're also trying to get to Titan of Industry. This can ramp you into it naturally, so it would fit in there. So I actually have kind of come around to Luca. I don't think it's busted, but I think for me this is like a pretty solid B-tier standard Planeswalker. Um... I kind of actually agreed with I, I agree with Seth here on this one because I thought that this card wasn't good at all, like at all. And I mean, I'm still also not really devastated. It's like why why does why is Luca getting completed? Ah, <laughs> gut wrenching. Can't handle it. Like like this is this is just like I don't know random dude to just get completed. But uh, <laughs> random guy won after he got completed. I I sat there and I thought about it. Like wait, this card actually could be actually kind of a player right like in, yeah. in standard much like seth had mentioned because of the red green stuff uh you can also do jun stuff in this and we're now looking like we're seeing decks that are playing like skitter beam and 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 all these mm -hmm. like big mana creatures right so this dude I, I i told you already i got paired up against somebody who's playing naya ninjutsu standard is wild right now so <laughs> so like if, if if we could have naya ninjutsu i don't see why this card can't work i don't see why kaido doesn't work like <laughs> i i don't know this this card does seem decent though it, it's not an all it's not going to be like taking over the format by any means but it is just decent Richard, you can play it and it will do things. Oh, <laughs> like, no, oh, dude, this, is good. this oh. card's not that bad, right? We like, it's, so it's close. like a solid B. It's like a I solid. I mean, it, it, B. it can't be that bad because it's like a five mana planeswalker. Yes, four right? mana. Um, but like, you're 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 trying to sell me on taking turn four or five off to ramp plus two, <laughs> or you're telling me you want to invoke this to then cast your real bomb. Like, you just invoke the real bomb and finish the game, right? So, it's But this could be on turn three because, <sighs> because like, of the red-green deck, right? It's it's making the extra little civilian token or whatever but, the one that take, taps But take mana. any four or five drop. You could also slap I, that on turn three, right? Like, what, uh, what, what about that ultimate, though? Like, you can do that right away. I, isn't that a sneakily powerful ability? Oh, oh, like, almost it is. Right but away. you need to have you, the Titan of Industry down first, and then you Luka, right? And that's You need that's to have true. a game where you, you have gotta... Titan and you're not winning, <laughs> right? Or it's close enough that this matters. So, like, yes, it, it can work, but I don't know I'm, if I'm excited about this. Hmm. Hmm. I, I, I think this card just looks badass, all right? Come on. Come on. Come on, Richard. Look at the art in the background. Doesn't that look like an Ava unit? Come on, dude. It does, Come actually. on, man. It does. It, it does. It looks so you can't, cool. You can't trick me like this. If, <laughs> if, you, if you want the, the downside gaze, it's that plus two make mana is one of Chandra's abilities, uh, Chandra Torture Defiance, and... It's that is like one the worst. Make two mana. Plus one make two mana. So is on Chandra, and that's probably the worst ability and least used ability on Chandra by quite a bit. And this is like a worse version of that. So if I think of it as Garrick Wildspeaker, I like it. If I think of it like, wow, this compares to Chandra Torture Defiance, I'm kind of like, okay, maybe is, this is Wildspeaker so playable today. You got you got to look at it in, in the lens of like the shells that it could go in and where standard is right now. And it is a grind fest, and this on four mana is where I'm going to see it more often than not. Is is how I'm imagining it. But that you, I mean, you play this on four mana, you take down, you make a beast, and then your opponent's like, "Invoke despair, eat your beast, eat your Luca," <laughs> and then you cry. I mean, <laughs> that, but like, they only drew one. That's, they that's, only that's, drew one. That's true. Like, would you rather play Wind Grace? I, like, I think is the question, right? Like, Wind Grace is like kind of your rampy. Like it helps you ramp and it helps you do the mid range thing. And this kind of does the same thing, right? Yeah, they are they are similar. Uh, it's it's tough. I think Garrick but is this, still a good card, but it's a, mostly because it untaps a, a land. Walker body is better, and yeah, because it untaps a land, right? So if you're untapping Nykthos or something, Garrick's good. But just plus two mana. If you're untapping two forests with Garrick, it's not nearly as exciting. Garrick's is good because it untaps a land. This doesn't matters. untap a land. We really got to see toxic. We gotta see the rest of the set. We gotta see if that's actually actually practical to poison someone out of the game. Uh, so I think that we're just in wait and see mode. We do know proliferate's also coming back. We've seen that on cards. So maybe there's some deck that can like proliferate and give toxic and get there that way. But at this point, we just really don't know how practical it is to uh, poison John. someone. <laughs> All right, uh, Kaya, intangible slayer. 
uh, not completed. So three white, white, black, black. Uh, so good old seven mana Planeswalker here. Six starting loyalty, hexproof, plus two. Each opponent loses three life and you gain three life. Zero, you draw two cards that each opponent may scry one. Minus three, exile target creature or enchantment. If it wasn't an aura, create a token that's a copy of it, except it's a 1-1 one, one white spirit creature with flying in addition to its other types. In standard, I give this commander podcast style a solid D. <laughs> because <laughs> wait, wait, this one? Yeah. This one? Seven this one mana. Reanimate. Seven I mana, Richard. With the minus three. I, you I seven mana, Richard. X proof like, is, is useless because of invoke despair, yeah, exactly. right? But you can reanimate it. X is mighty nice when I sacrifice it. <laughs> I mean, like, use, useless is a little strong. There are I like soul whatever and faithful absence. No, 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 no. Like, like you got, you got to understand. I love Kaya. She has like been one of my favorites as of recent, and it pains me to give this one an L. It's seven mana. It's, it's powerful though. Mana. It's strong. Like it on actually, the battlefield, it's strong. Yeah. Like yes, seven mana is a problem. That is a ton of mana. But plus two protects your life total. Negative two generate or the zero generates card advantage. The negative three protects Kaya. The hexproof for uh, protects Kaya. Plus imagine like the negative three on like Fable of the Mirror Breaker. So good. Shield yeah. Red. Like that's a straight so up two for one uh, in the making. And the one one version that you're getting is a really huge upside. So I don't think it's a staple, but standard's so grindy. If I'm playing some sort of like Orzov midrange mirror or something like that, this is the kind of card that I, I want to get on the battlefield. And I feel like can potentially win me the game like sure it gets negated it gets duressed it gets invoked so hexproof isn't the be all and end all but i don't i think this could be like a one of standards just grindy enough that i could see playing a copy of this or two and doubly so if you can reanimate it like richard is saying like if you're playing an invoke deck or something i mean i love the zero for drawing two and whatever the opponent scries one but like that's that's its best mode right i, I mean like i think the, the negative minus, three is actually like the really minus good. is the best right the minus is because okay. you can you can get rid of a titan, get the triggers. You can get a shouldered. You can get I don't know, like whatever the angel thing is that draws cards. You can get anything you want. With Actually, it. you're right. This is not a D. It does get a C because I just remembered right now that yeah, invoke justice decks can use this. Yeah, invoke justice decks. Invoke justice invoke decks, decks want play this. the ramp too, right? Yeah, you yeah. play. You can you can go all in and ramp. You can play uh Eigenjo Saga thing, and then you can also play the two drops that ramp. So you can yeah. actually cast this. This is not unheard of. And you can invoke it. And it's there's more a more castable than If you get Titan this on the battlefield, I think you're happy, as opposed to Luca, where <laughs> you jump through all the hoops and you're like, eh, this one at least you can get some stuff going with it, right? So You know what? Yeah. I, I, I could see that. In, and invoke Despair is uh, super sad for you if you don't have, like, a Wanderer or something to suck it up and take the, take the hit. <laughs> but, like, I, like, you know what? I think that with that kind of deck, you're probably going to be flooding the board with a lot of stuff anyways. So this, this is just going to be one of many things you can get value. So, actually, I take it back. That's a bit harsh of a grade. I think just, like, I, if you look at it as a, car, a standalone card, sure. But then, again, if you think about the shells that it could exist in in standard, you know what? Yeah. This this has a home. It actually already has a home right now in Invoke Justice. Yeah, it's a, it's like a C to B for me, like high C, low B. I will say I wish it was you and Kaya have hexproof. That would really have made this card a lot more exciting. Ooh, that, that would be Invoke too Despair. Good. Just to get around Not, Invoke, son. just to just to prevent the Invoke Despair. God, I wish. What if you I can't wish. be Kaya cannot be sacrificed or something? Or, or Ooh, yeah, that would that would also work. Oh, that'd be pretty oh, strong. Yeah, that, that, was, you, that would hose invoke too much. <laughs> you know, I was kind of assuming that so, like like the the completed Tamio would have done something like that because of her passive prior. Oh, and the war, war, of the spark. Uh, war of the spark one. Yeah, yeah. But, but even then, like Tamio completed Sage. I've recently just been having fun with her, bringing back Urza assembles the Titans, and oh, so sweet. it's. Dude, it's it's pretty fun. I don't know why she, her new counterpart doesn't tap down lands, but yeah, like so if if there is a home, I mean, this is Kaya's also in a Super Friends shell. Like I feel like there is a Super Friends deck coming out. It's on its way. <laughs> I'm not even joking. It seems kind of like a meme, but Check like I, next video, <laughs> dude, like it. like I I am not okay. Okay, I am forcing it now. 
but I am not forcing it anything in a few months, right? Like, there's a lot of planeswalkers. I, I think you're right. I think there could be a Super Friends deck. And we have some planeswalkers we'll talk about that would work really even better, maybe, in a Super Friends deck. So, all right, let's let's go. Uh, okay, well, let's talk about Invoke Justice and Uncastable Planeswalkers. The Eternal Wanderer, four white, white. So, six mana value, white planeswalker, not completed. Uh, has a static, five starting loyalty. No more than one creature can attack the Eternal Wanderer each combat. Plus one, exile up to one target artifact or creature. Return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of that player's next end step. Zero, create a 2-2 white samurai creature token with double strike. Minus four, for each player, choose a creature that player controls. Each player sacrifices all creatures they control, not chosen this way. Oh, this card is a solid B. I was thinking this, A this, even, yeah. yeah like, this a, card yeah, wait, is like what? really good. Wait. What? Dude, what? Yeah, this card is what are we gas. Talking about? <laughs> like, how do you? It reminds me of Elspeth Sun's champion a little bit. It's gonna be so annoying to actually get off the battlefield with creatures. Like, it comes down, can wrath the board, lets you keep your well, best creature. Your opponent keeps their worst creature. Exactly. It, yeah, you get to control that, and then two two double striking samurais for zero. Like, that's a pretty. That's like a three mana value creature probably that you're making repeatedly every turn. Your opponent can't go wide and swarm it because of the static ability. I think this card's, like, a pretty legit top-end, like, control card. Or, like, if you want to reanimate it, that's fine, too. This is, yeah, this is so solid. I mean, the main thing is that minus four allows you to choose yep. what your opponents keep. And that's why it's so good. I I, I don't know. I think this card is kind of kind of amazing. And I'm surprised it's not. It, like, I could be wrong. It feels mythic. It could be border. Yeah, it could be borderline yeah, mythic here. It's definitely here. mythic. They had too many mythics, so they, they bumped it down to rare. <laughs> Dude, that you don't know, so level, much of this in like like draft. So you, you would play it as a top end in control or something. But it's or a six or Elish so Nordex. Most decks, or yeah, most yeah, decks can't play this, right? Why not? I mean, you you're not gonna you're mana. not gonna, you're not gonna play it in soldiers. You're not gonna play it in white weenie. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. the homes are like control decks. You could mid range like mid rangey decks. It would be fine. Yeah. And then like. Dex, it can take advantage of the plus one. The plus one, it can get a blocker out of the way, which I guess is something. But I think the real value is like, I'm blinking my spirited companion. I'm blinking my whatever, like some ETB trigger thing that I get to reuse. So I think that's like, that's what I envision. You play Elish Norn, you play this, you Wrath, you keep your Elish Norn, and then you just start blinking your dorks and like do those kind of shenanigans. Is this? All right, you sold me. It's good. Is this the, <laughs> is this a staple in Commander? Oh, yeah. I, I feel this like... This has exactly uh, what I like on it right there. Yeah. The problem with Planeswalkers and Commander is they die. So you got to get your value right away. The negative four on this, like, that's enough value right away. That even if Elishnorn dies, I think I could definitely play this in Blink decks or Panharmonicon decks. But I think... I was thinking about it. I think any generic white deck could play this and it'd be worth it. Like, the Wrath mode is good enough. And then the white staples, Richard, you know this better than anyone. Sun Titan, Spirited Companions, Karmic Guides. They just incidentally have stuff that works with the Flicker ability. I like. I know people freaking out about Elishnorn. This might be the card that I... I this card will see more play than Elishnorn in Commander. Let's go with that. This is, I, this is actually going to... When we look at EDH Rec a year from now, Eternal Wander, higher percentage than Elishnorn. I, I don't know if it'll get higher than Elish Norn because Elish Norn is more popular and way more fancy, That's true. right? That's I don't true. I don't know if but like well do I think it is better than Elish Norn in Commander? Probably. Or at least it's close. It's like yeah. I think this is like a very powerful commander card. So what do you play this as? You you take out a wrath and you stick this in? Is you take out a wrath. Doing? It's a it's a wrath that also can blink your spirited companion. And it, it it makes them sack all or the your sky so scanner. We'll speak in Richard terms. Relevant. Your sky your sky scanner. Think of how many yeah. sky scanner triggers you so, can get. <laughs> so Elspeth, like Elspeth's son's champion, right? Yep. I do not play often, even though on paper it's like really good. And it's because your white rats are better than just a wrath, right? So so like just having a six mana wrath is enough because you can play like on new inversion, now revelation, stuff like that, right? Or you can play modal wraths this is kind of a modal wrath right so maybe you can just replace your wrath with this hmm. if your opponent i still think Elish it. Norn will be more pop because Elish norn is like proactive this is just yeah. a wrath and like if you're asking whoa, me to spend whoa, 50 bucks for a wrath, wrath. 
No, yeah, but that's... like essentially it's, it's it's a wrath in your deck, right? That does more stuff. Wrath with it's upside, less exciting yeah. than like double all your stuff, right? So that's that's fair. But it Maybe... is very strong. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe it won't actually see more play because of those factors, but I think just power level wise, I actually think it's not that far behind Elish Norn. But no one's talking about the Eternal Wanderer. <laughs> I mean, Eternal Wanderer is just absolutely cracked, and one of the better cards that I've seen spoiled. It's probably, I think, the best card I've seen spoiled so far. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm I, really excited for this card. It's it's number two for me, I think, on my my personal Planeswalker ranking out of the ones we've seen so far. Wait, what? what was number one? We haven't gotten to it yet. What? Okay. Let me read the other <laughs> cards quickly. So, uh, Nahiri, the Unforgiving. <laughs> oh, Here God. it is. Seth's the, number Nahiri one. Nahiri has been no. completed, ladies no. and gentlemen. <laughs> Nahiri oh. is, uh, Nahiri has, like, like, like cyberpunk arms, okay? Uh, one generic mana, red, red-white completed symbol, and then white. So, either three mana value or four mana value. Uh, five starting loyalty plus one until your next turn up to one target creature attacks a player each combat if able plus one discard a card then draw a card zero exile target creature equipment card with mana value less than the hero's loyalty from your graveyard create a token that's a copy of it that token gains haste exile at the beginning of the next end step this card made me lose so, faith in Phyrexia. Like, you actually complete it and give it robot arms and are the oil, and somehow it's way worse than any past Nahiri. Like, what are you doing, Phyrexia? Come on. Come on. This is not your number one card. This is some actually, so, card. Some actually think the combo that, is. I actually think this card's pretty bad. This is, it this could is one be of a my three mana planeswalker. It can. Three mana, three loyalty. It does what? That that allows you to just start looting, right? Or you do rummaging? get to loot. Rummage, yeah. Right, like a rummaging and, and a looter and, costs two mana, okay. And that supports the, the zero. <laughs> yeah. The the zero is interesting. Uh like again, exile target creature or equipment card with a mana valus than but it's loyalty. only it's 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 only like one turn equipment or creature. Yeah, you really yeah. You really got to build around. So what you want to be doing, and I think there are ways to take advantage of that, but like Blood Tithe Harvester is probably the best example. You Blood Tithe Harvester, you kill something, Nahiri, zero, get it back with haste, sack it, kill something else. Like, that's pretty good. You want stuff with ETB triggers, stuff that leaves something behind, because it is only lasting for one turn. But I think you could, like, that's not the worst. But I think overall, like, the plus one seems really bad. Like, it protects Nahiri, but doesn't protect your face. Like, that's such an awkward way to word the protection <laughs> ability. So it's just like, you have to attack me with your creatures. Only one I, don't I, I, I wish that this were, like, it, you know... Like built with a way where you could say you attack target player this turn. You choose who they attack this turn. Oh, that would be that would yeah, be, that would be sweet. Obviously, one v one. You know, like you can't make them target yourself themselves. But like you know, in commander, that'd just be fun to like goad it essentially, right? Is this card yeah. good? Like, does this do it? Is, is there anything this does? Like, I guess four mana five loyalty is not bad. Four mana five loyalty is not bad, but three mana three loyalty still not. I I don't know. Yeah. I mean. I, I because it is just a three mana uh, has the potential to be a three mana planeswalker. It's not great. If I look at it, it's not great. But three mana potential to be like a three mana planeswalker does that fits in a nice spot on the curve. Don't underestimate three <laughs> mana planeswalkers. They traditionally there's yeah. been a lot of really good ones. So even though yeah, it doesn't like... look good, we don't want to like <laughs> completely underrate it. But Fable the Mirror Breaker, you know, like yeah. I personally, <laughs> I the play soccer's. Yeah, okay. In standard, this is this is poop tastic. This is not getting played, right? Like, like I think yeah. this is like a like a okay a D. Okay, modern hammer time. An actual D. The problem is you got to equip the hammer, so you reanimate the hammer, and then you still got to pay eight, <laughs> <laughs> which kind of defeats okay, the purpose. Um, um, affinity. I don't, I don't know. know. A modern uh, is where this is going. <laughs> I mean, okay. We do know that Dousing equipment is... Oh, no, Dusty Dagger can't even flip. This is useless. Yeah, it can't flip. There's no backside. <laughs> we do know equipment's a sub-theme. We saw Jorkadine as well. So maybe there's some sort of equipment stuff that we haven't seen yet from the set, but I have this yeah. as a D. This, if, this if, for me, is, like, just above Koth as far as the, the least powerful Planeswalkers we've seen. This, wait, this from the took set? took up the Mythic slot. From the, the, from the set, yeah, from the set. Okay, wait, is this Mythic? This, this yeah, it is weird because Eternal Wanderer feels very mythic to me. This, wait, I don't know why they wouldn't be swapped. No, they're trolling. <laughs> uh, wait, 
Oh, I think it's actually as simple as all the completed planeswalkers are mythic. Yeah. And all the uncompleted ones are not mythic. Yeah. Yeah. The completed mechanic is like super. So apparently the mechanics on this card are super convoluted compared to, say, the Wanderer, right? That is true. Uh, Dude, what? (laughs) Vraska's betrayals. Vraska betrails Sting. Is this set's number one? This is. This is a one. And Phyrexian black. Uh, So. Six mana value completed. It can be down to five, zero. Oh, wait, six starting loyalty. And then zero, you draw a card and lose one life, proliferate. Uh, target creature becomes a treasure artifact with sacrifice this artifact. Add one mana of any color, loses all other card types and abilities. Minus nine, if target player has fewer than nine poison counters, they get a number of poison counters equal to the difference. <laughs> <laughs> This card's great. What a way. Uh, it still doesn't even kill him. This card. <laughs> like, well, Vraska, Vraska never one. kills them, right? Vraska's a good set him up for Luca. And put you right Luca to the edge. To get in. Yeah. I mean, like, look, you need one proliferate and you get him. One, only one proliferate. You zero one time and you get him. I actually think this card's like legit great. This was my number one. This is my number one out of the Planeswalkers we've seen so far. Like, it's up next list, essentially. It's, it's the most cookie cutter, the most boring design, <laughs> but it's going back to the same, the tried and true, plus one draw card, negative kill something, ultimate basically wins you the game. I think I think this card's just legit good, and it's in the best colors in standard, and I think this is part of the best emergent ultimatum pile now. Like, so I think we'll see this in, like, Pioneer, those formats, where if you get this, Vorinclex, and, like, Liliana, Dreadhorde General... You basically just win. Like the the ultimate is game winning if you have Orin Clax. So, so I think this actually will show up in other formats too because of Emergent Ultimatum. So I five mana, four like, loyalty. Right. Yeah, five so mana, four can, loyalty. You can, you can actually it's better than Obdix Close because you can double minus without an intervening yeah. plus in the way. And that that plus zero is actually a plus one, right? Because you proliferate Nebraska right. yep. in, in this process. Or you could choose not to. If and Grim, let me sell you on it. Super friends that proliferate for the zero ability. That's adding loyalty to all of your planeswalkers. It's speeding through your Urza assembles the Titans. It's powering up your Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Like proliferate's powerful, and you're getting it for free. Like plus one draw a card is is already a good loyalty ability, and then you just get to add counters to everything. I I already you don't have to convince me. This this card is good. I hey. I like this card. I already like this card for the exact reason you said that proliferate looks like it's going to do some work. Uh and I I really enjoy that the minus as boring as it is. It okay, well it's actually not that boring, right? Because it's still a treasure. So you're 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 in fairness, you can also in a way give yourself a treasure if you wanted. You could. It's if a ram, sp- turn- ram spell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a ram spell. Uh I actually think this card is pretty solid, though, um, and in a, in a, mostly because it's also in black, which has kind of just only had Lily, right? It's only has it's only had Lily, and it doesn't have that many like other. It doesn't have another Planeswalker that can go into mono black, right? This can grind. This can go up. You can play it as a six drop. You can, this could be in the slot of Invoke Despair if you don't have it. I don't know. This card just I like it. It's good, clean, simple, boring, but like good. <laughs> It's good and in the best colors. So yeah. you cut Invoke Despairs. Oh, God, no. I Come think on, you no. just curve into it. Like, Shieldred on four, yeah. Invoke what on you, five. What are you cutting out of your deck, then? Vraska <laughs> on six. <laughs> we build Yorion piles. We just keep our deck and add four Vraskas. Like, yeah. 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 Pretty much. <laughs> add a land. <laughs> four Vraskas, and we're, we're good to go, you know? I mean, what would you cut for Mono Black? Like, uh, can you cut some Bank Busters, since this is going to be going to be oh, your no, card draw? Like, there's nothing to cut, really. It was like Invoke Despair, right? That's what you would cut. Is this better than Soren? It's better than Soren, I think. In in my mind, I think it's better than Soren. Uh, worth way more than Soren. And remember, Grixis can also play this as well. Uh, and these are colors that, and and Rakdos is also another one. And these are they could play Invoke anyway, though. <laughs> they could. They could play in. They could play Invoke. They already do play Invoke, and you could just add a few copies in because I mean, maybe over like a main deck. Flesh Gorger out of the sideboard. I mean, they're playing Sorens. They're playing all that stuff. This is just better than Soren, right? It might be better the, than Soren. Soren gives you lifelink, which like That's helps true. you stabilize. So like, like 
but this gives you immediate power you get to draw all the cards you get to remove like kind of all the stuff at once versus this like lets you grind further um this one's easier to cast but like three color decks like cast in both despair like no problem so Mm. maybe you just maybe you just do the the softball like two two mix of invoke and brass until the metagame dictates otherwise what what about there's uh, no moving the numbers of invoke (laughs) (laughs) just cut cut some minus minus four lands plus four (laughs) verascas we just don't do that they print yorion so you don't have to deal with this you just think of all your deck also think of how much loyalty you can add to teferi krim with like oh, yeah. the proliferate plus the card yeah. draw plus Teferi static, maybe there's some sort of like the blue black control deck or something that could that could play both I'm, of those. I think Esper is looking really good right now. So I'm I'm just letting you know. You laugh, Richard, but you know what? <laughs> like Dex- Esper control or like Esper, Esper control, Esper, <laughs> Esper super, super friends. friends. <laughs> like like these are. These are like real cards, I think. In I agree with you, but you might as well just cut blue and play Orzov. <laughs> that, that, well, that, that's my takeaway from this. <laughs> but then, if you take away the blue, you lose out on by far. I still think a premium removal spell in Void Rend to get around Ward. <sighs> Void Rend is the truth. You just ca- cast bigger planeswalkers <laughs> and go better. Like you know, invoke you despair goes around ward as well <laughs> yeah invoke despair does invoke despair does but invoke despair is is a is a very uh because <laughs> if you go orzak ambitious you can go planes heavy you can use the saga ramp you can use the the sorcery swords the plowshares right because you're going like heavy heavy white there's a source uh, oh right yeah and then if we're saying eternal Wa- so okay eternal wanderer vraska so seth has said vraska is better than eternal wanderer I think, I think Eternal Wanderer is better than Vraska. <sighs> That's the only thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. They're, they're close. They're, they're, they're not close. But, but I, I, I do. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. But I will, I will, I will wow. for for Seth say it's close. Sure, yeah. Okay, but, thank like, you. I, like, I appreciate that. <laughs> but Eternal Wanderer is is Vraska's still really good, by the way. Yeah. And her metallic Doc Ock vibes going on right now. Whatever, that's pretty cool. Like I, I'm here for that. You know, that means Jace won't ever like get to to sail mm. off into the sunset with Vraska because that's their love story. Because now she's completed. Yeah. Oh, we also miss with Eternal Wander. Really good with the prototype creatures. Like you blink your flesh yeah. gorger, get it yeah. fully powered. Like so, there's there's some extra oh, value there gross. too. Yeah, I'll stick with me in Esper companion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, I think I think Orzov. I think or, I think I'm gonna play Orzov. I think Eternal. If I so if I have both of these in my deck, and uh, I I open you know I draw and I see Eternal Wanderer, I I would I would snap. I would snap. This is Marvel snap. Would Raska snap. would be like, yeah, yeah. It's, this is this is the game. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm like, eh, it's pretty good, but I'm not that confident. But Eternal Wanderer, I think that's where it is. If you can somehow sneak this into the battlefield, I think the game is all but won. All right. We're gonna replace the all, tier all, list with "Would you snap?" All but one. <laughs> Would you, yeah. All is one. Uh, yes. Richard, yes, honey. All right, all right. Krim, uh, last planeswalker. It's a three mana value one, so it must be good, right? Tyvar, jubilant brawler, one black and a green, three starting loyalty, uh, not completed. Uh, you may activate abilities of creatures you control as though those creatures had haste. Plus one, untap up to one target creature. Minus two. Mill three cards, then return a creature card with mana value two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. I don't, I don't know why, why Tyvar is becoming Colossus randomly, <laughs> but like, <Yeah>. but <laughs> I, thought, I, I was like, this is like Jubilee Colossus Dude. arms. Like, what is this <laughs> X Men throwback? It's like if Colossus became a WWE wrestler. He's got the belt on his waist that I'm just like for sure, man. Okay. Well, what do the Colossus arms have to do with untapping creatures and activating their I, abilities? I don't. I haste. thought he was an elf guy. All of a sudden, now he's like metallic and not completed, and he's just fight. He's fist fighting everybody. He's, he's giving. He's throwing hands with everybody. He needed and, his Colossus arms to fight Nahiri. <laughs> <laughs> Who's actually just a scyther? Like at this point. I don't know how he went from elf guy to this, but I will say this is kind of cool, right? Like his passive is kind of cool. I don't know if it's good. I don't know what activated abilities there are in like, let's just say for the sake of what's in standard, when you look at Golgari and then you, or, or even Jund, right? Like those are things that are supported in this standard, right? I don't, 
Fable. No. Fable. <laughs> the minute it flips, you, you can use you, it. You drop Fable. <laughs> so this this is this is Fable uh, four, five, and six. Okay, cool. Got it. Like I, I don't know. Are there are there any activated abilities that outside of Fable that you really are just like dying to take advantage of here? <sighs> Yeah, I was I was wondering about that. I mean, it works well with Shigiki, I guess. You can activate that right away, and it works with the graveyard theme. But every every s- Fauna Shaman, Manador, Fauna Shaman, oh, Fauna Shaman, sweet Manador came into the standard. Yeah, Manador. Yeah, but like, wait, what Manador is there? Uh, there's a two drop Manador that people oh, play. Oh, there's got to oh, be yeah, a no, two that's, drop Manador. I don't. Yeah. That, come on now. Even, wait, does it like, have haste? But does it have, no, it doesn't have haste. I'm, I'm not, I'm not haste, a green yeah. player, but I'll tell you one thing, okay? I even I know two mana mana dork that doesn't exist. Like, <laughs> like it is there is only a one mana mana dork and Paradise Druid. Okay, I, so uh, and Rafellus, but like that that's about it. Otherwise, <laughs> what are you what are you activating? Like instantly, like legitimately. I I'm I'm actually quickly scouring I what's think, available. I think you ignore the static. I think the way I see this card is it's like a negative two card where you're playing this in some sort of Golgari graveyard, Willow Geist, like old stick fingers. It's a deck that I get hyped for every set release because I keep adding pieces to it and it keeps absolutely doing nothing. Probably because there's so much graveyard hate on cards and graveyard <laughs> trespassers everywhere. Um, but I think that's the that's how I see it. I don't know what you do with the static ability in standard. I feel like that's tacked on to like maybe make people put it in their commander deck or something because there's some combo that I I'm not thinking of. I'm sure there's some synergies in formats like commander, but in commander it is also just a solid card to have all your mana dorks. Just literally your mana dork come down and act. Haste them up, haste them up. Right, like like it is it is. Would you just good play enough. boots though? You could, <laughs> like, but like you can't boots like fifty <laughs> mana dorks, right? Like oh, I guess yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. You can't. You could... You can, you can just chain. dump all mana dorks on the battlefield, and then they, they have haste. Yeah, so it's a combo right. piece in Commander. It is a combo piece in Commander, right? And there's new, but, like, whatever, right? Sure, there's a thousand ways for, for those decks to do that. I'm just curious what exists in Standard or or maybe even, like, Explorer Pioneer. And right now, I just don't feel like there's any abilities that I'm, like, dying to activate that I couldn't activate already. Yeah. Oh, you know what there is? This is probably horrible, but Death Bloom <laughs> Ritualist, uh, the five I, mana mana door that fake came card. out I don't in the, even know in what the that last does. set. It's the one that oh, taps to add X mana where X is the number of creatures in your graveyard. So you can maybe do something with that in standard where you like play that, instantly tap it to make like 10 mana, 20 mana and like combo off somehow. You're trying to play a five mana mana dork that, that, <laughs> oh, that needs horrible, to have this? haste uh, if a, it has haste. They don't call them mana dorks anymore. They call them finishers at this point. This is, what a mana, <laughs> this is a mana closer. This one hits you. It's a three five. <laughs> what about what about older formats? Is this just outclassed by Grist, essentially, if you were going to think about yeah. modern or something? Modern, you just have Grist, which is also the same cost and actually yeah. better and easier <laughs> to get. Synergizes with fifty more things that yeah, okay. So Gris just outclasses this, which is fair because that's a what about what about Horizons Pioneer? Card. Pioneer Grist, you got all the mana dorks, Llanowar Elves, Elvish Mystic, Green Black Elves in, in Pioneer, like Explorer Historic. Eh? Eh? Is is that good enough? Like I mean, maybe I don't know. Like are do you I feel like four mana Tyvar might be better than than, than this yeah, one that, in Green might, Black Elves. Dude. It might, it might be actually. <laughs> like, so this bad. One's, Colossus Harvest did not work yeah, out but he's, for Tyvar. He's ready get to throw hands. <laughs> How did he get Colossus Arms without being completed? I do not understand what's going on yeah. in this set. <laughs> you know what? He this is this is him hardened by brawling with literally everybody. His skin just naturally had so hardcore of calluses. Yeah, like think about it. You play guitar long enough, your fingers lose feeling. He just fist fought so many people for so long. Oh, all right. So what's the what's the grade on Tiver before we hit it? Hopefully, a couple other topics before the cast end. Well, give me give me a grade. Is it just a D? Okay. Right now, as until I can actually see what there is in standard, I'm giving this a C, closer to a C minus. A C. Wow, <laughs> this is the Ds of D cards. Like it's three <laughs> mana. A very specific reason. It's like Liliana doesn't see play. By the way, like the bar is really high. I would take any like random three drop that's played today. So you need to really be doing something with this card, and uh, I don't see what it is. So it's a D until it can prove otherwise. 
Richard All might right. be a little a little more harsh on him, but but you know he's got metal arms. You, you're <laughs> get not the you're not his arms out of here. No, dude, I'm just saying, dude. You'll get Magneto here. We need to fix this. <laughs> I don't want to fight that guy. That guy's gonna destroy me with metal arms. <laughs> Oh, all right. So that's what we got from Frexia so far. Uh, let us know what you think about all these cards. Full spoiler season starting tomorrow at noon. Uh, gonna stream it over on the Twitch. So if you want to hang out with some cool people and watch the preview stream, check it out over at noon tomorrow. But why not up a couple other topics real quick before we get to Fishmail? One is last week we mentioned there were a ton of leaks. Uh, essentially, every rare from the set ended up leaking uh, in a pretty rare move. Wizards actually addressed this and was like yeah Whoa. this happened uh it's unfortunate we're still gonna stick to the normal spoiler season so i thought that was interesting do you think we should do that more often like or was this an exception to their their normal rule of not addressing leaks just because there were so many of them that came out they kind of their hand was forced a little bit i mean like it they had to have addressed right because this leaked early very and early and like, a lot, yeah. Yeah, like, it was a lot and early. So, I think that that's definitely worth, it, uh, like, addressing, and I'm glad that they did, although I don't know what they said. So, Seth. Yeah, they, they said literally nothing. They're like, okay, we'll just continue business as usual. <laughs> and if you're going to do that, then why even address it? <laughs> like, like, all you did was just brought you know, attention. Like, what leaks? You know, let me... <laughs> Let me go take a look, right? Like, oh, yeah, they, we did have a like, leak. They, they literally <laughs> did nothing different or, like, changed nothing. So, like, I think you Wait. might as well just sweep it under the rug if you're going to do that, right? Did they, they not say anything in specific? They just said, they, yes, we had a leak? They did we had say, a leak, and we'll continue previews as usual, right? They did say they did say that. They also did say if uh, you open a DMR pack and, and got a Frexia card and that made oh, you oh, unsatisfied, you can, you can yeah, contact customer support, and they'll, they'll give you a refund for, uh, for that. So For the one booster in, like, five months. All right. Yeah. <laughs> the other well, no, no, no. They, they didn't even say refund. They just said customer support will help you out. So whatever <laughs> whatever they're going to do about it. So maybe yeah, maybe they it was worth it to get that out so that people could do something about their uh, incorrect packs. So the other big update from last week is we talked about the the Dungeons and Dragons open gaming license and that big controversy. Wizards finally addressed that and because of the freak out from the community, they are they're 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 putting it on pause at this point, essentially. So all the stuff we talked about last week with um, making players report everything, taking income uh, revenue from some of the big creators, that's all on pause for uh, for right now. They're going to reevaluate and announce something. They post an entire article on D&D Beyond if you want to read it. Uh, but it seems like the community won, essentially, in this case, by making a big stink about this, although <laughs> Wizard said, "Oh, this cracked me up in the article. Uh, they had, they had two 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 last thoughts. One of them was, uh, we're not going to release the OGL now. We're going to wait and get it right. The other one was, uh, second, you're going to hear people say that they won and we lost because you made your voices heard and forced us to change our plans. Those people will only be half right. They won and so did we. <laughs> so apparently, so somehow, wizards wizards also won by the community freaking out and making them change their plans. So, uh." exactly why they are considered winners in the scenario not exactly clear uh but yeah so uh, does this mean we didn't freak out enough about magic 30 or other things in magic because i heard some people saying look at the D, D community they really made an uproar about this and it actually made things change the magic community we got to learn from this and we need to freak out even more when things happen that we don't like should that be should that be the takeaway from this that i've heard some people mention uh, on reddit and social media Dude, uh, first off, let me just say that that's the most copium I've ever heard in my life. We won. I'm like, okay, dude. <laughs> okay, dude. Calm down. <laughs> yep. Watsi is Goku. Every time you defeat him, they get stronger. They're like, fool. I'll come back even stronger next time. We got it. Um, We're just powering them up. Uh, I don't. So on one hand, they are right. Right? Like, if you create a big enough stink, wizards will do something. Is it healthy? Is it what we really should be doing? Is this, you know, how things should be done? I don't know. Right? Especially, like, with 30th anniversary things, like, that didn't actually affect everyone. Right? Like, OGL affected everyone. Like, 30th anniversary was a feels bad. So I don't know about saying we should have raised a bigger stink. Like, you just simply do not buy it, 
um, that is the thing, right? Like you simply yeah. couldn't opt out of these OGL changes, right? Like you, if you did nothing, like they were coming, right? So it's slightly different. Uh, but I will say that I'm surprised that there's so many D&D fans and that, you know, like D&D is apparently very popular. And yeah. I actually understand where Watsi is coming from. Given the popular of D&D and literally how they make like no money off of it, like th- that's some kind of like problem at Watsi headquarters. Now, how do they fix this? Who knows? Uh, apparently not OGL updates, right? But <laughs> how, apparently how D&D this? is way more popular than Magic the Gathering. <laughs> And they make, like, nothing compared to Magic, right? And that yeah. is a big problem for Watsi to solve. And the big problem for us as Magic players is we pick up the slack, right? Like, when yep. when Watsi's not happy, it's another secret layer universe is <laughs> beyond for us, right? Like, get out the wallet, right? We yeah. got to pick up, like, this DD, so cancel subscriptions, directly coming out of our pockets, yeah. right? We got to have to buy some, like, nonsense 40th anniversary thing or something, right? So... I hope Blizzard somehow fixes it in a way that makes the D&D community happy, but them not making money off, like, apparently a very big IP that they own, I think is a problem, and I don't know if it's too late to solve or if they can solve it, uh, but that's what they're trying to do. I think with the freakout thing, you really got to pick and choose. I think part of the problem <laughs> yeah. with the magic world is we freak out about everything and it becomes very easy for wizards just to tune us out at that point because if you freak out just as much about uh, magic 30 as you do some inconsequential like thing like what's wizards supposed to do other than just like ignore that altogether like and stop dealing with it so i think like it is this does show that you can get wizards to change course if there's a big enough feedback a uh, big enough freak out but we don't want to be doing this every week over <laughs> over every little thing like i think you really gotta you gotta save that magic bullet for when it really matters and i think the ogl thing is is something in the DD community it did really matter to a lot of people and would have had a huge impact so i think in this case it was justified and i'm sure there'll be times in magic where it's justified but uh, we can't we just can't do it all the time that would it would ruin the community i think like who wants to be involved with that constantly like it seems like it would just get super super old after a while what? This was happening for like seven years now. So, <laughs> <laughs> ban this standard card. Don't ban this standard card. But this also, seriously, ba- ban Nykthos in, in Pioneer and Explorer. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just have a really bad cough. My bad. Okay, I'm just going to yell louder, Krim. Oh, this show, I'm, I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm cancel my subscription to Arena Premium if they, don't, if they don't ban that card right cancel now. Cancel it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Uh, all right i think that's all the big topics we got for today but we can probably sneak in one fish mail uh, question richard why don't you fish mail us all right if you have questions send them to at mtg goldfish with the hashtag mtg fish mail we'll get to your questions on air uh graham the daft what is a good way to practice for tournament play if you have no play group and no people who want to play or who play competitive magic Digital hashtag Phyrexia oh. hashtag digital moto or arena depending on what format you're playing but I think that really is by far the best way right like not even close yeah I mean yeah. that's that's pretty much how it's got to be right it's got to be just you sitting there and just getting games and just jamming it know the ins and outs knows what know what your weakest matchup is and how that's going to be one of the bigger things too like the it, it, if you're going to play a deck that's popular tier one you really have to study the mirror match and how to play that, right? And then if you're playing any other deck, you just got to know what your weaknesses are and be prepared for that as well. So study, it's homework, it's a lot of reps and a lot of repetition, uh, like just grinding and doing that over and over and over and over. Yeah. And then I think, so you need to grind, which means Magic Online is the only really viable, especially since they hashtagged modern in here. Like it's the only viable Oh, I missed the modern. <laughs> But even if you play standard, I you know I would be playing every every like premier event or whatever on on Moto and then just play Arena otherwise. Um, but also, if your goal is to play Paper Magic, you need to play Paper Magic. Like you need to be able to shuffle. You need to be able to not miss your triggers because when you play Digital Magic, like you cannot miss triggers, right? Like they're all there for you. Uh, but when you play Paper, you need to actually know how to do that. You need to. Uh, you know, know how to, you know, hold your pee because you're like 10 minutes into the round, right? You need to know how to finish a match in 
eat your lunch fast enough so you can actually play for the next six hours, right? There's all these like weird yeah. logistical things that uh, you need to grind and practice to in paper. So uh, Magic Online, definitely. And then also get out to paper tournaments if you actually want to play paper. Uh, and uh, that is all the time we have for fish meal this week. Thank you to everyone who sent in fish meal. We actually have a lot this week, so maybe we'll catch up next week. Uh, actually, never mind. Next week is previews. Uh, so after preview season, <laughs> we can catch up on some fish mail. Uh, so thank you to everyone who sent them in. If you have future questions, send them to at Goldfish with the hashtag mpgfishmail, and we'll get to your questions on air. And I believe that brings us to the end of episode 416 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So Richard and Crab, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we'll be back next week to talk more Phyrexia spoilers and whatever else goes on in the world of magic. So until then, have a lovely week, everyone. And this is a crew signing out. Bye.